0: Welcome to the Gill Connections podcast, the number one track coach focused podcast in the world. From time to time, we like to bring you rebroadcasted, value-added podcast episodes, some little bonus material, if you will, in between our awesome interviews from coaches around the world. This is just great friends of ours, the Athletics LLC, hosted by Marissa Chu, featuring Mouse Holloway, Chris Huffins, and Charles Ryan. This is a great gang. They operate on YouTube on Friday nights. you got to go be subscribed. We're so blessed that they would let us give you the audio version. So without further ado, Athletics LLC.
1: You are tuned in. To athletics double lc yeah, yeah, yeah. with lamar uh-huh. lucius uh-huh. big league Yeah. here my man Clyde. <laughs> you're about to be schooled in all things track and field this is experience yes, sir. we are talking past, past present and future. Future. future y'all listen up let's go
2: hi people i'm not gonna do all again welcome 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 <laughs> hey that's how you know that like Waking up early, going to bed late's happening because the brain cells are fighting each other. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome for the last in Tokyo. in yeah, Tokyo version of Athletics LLC. Sir Lucius, thank you for joining us again across the waters and uh so great. My pleasure, my So I
3: pleasure to be on here with some wonderful folks this morning.
2: Yes for me yes. and evening for yeah, me. I know. Morning <laughs> for you. Well, um, as we talked to Sister Lucius already, Mr. Lamar, shaking my head Huffins. Hello, sir.
4: Good evening all, good evening. Uh, I, I am repping uh, one young man that I feel very strongly about, Mr. Lyndon Victor, who did a great job in, in the decathlon the last couple of days. And uh, I, I just want to send, send out a shout out to somebody who didn't win a medal, but who's in a country that's like smaller than the state of Texas. And was top 10 of the
3: top ten of the world?
2: Awesome, very awesome. Seriously. Last but not least, Clyde, how we doing?
0: I'm highly irritated. <laughs>
2: I know. Rot row, shaggy. Um, well, let, let's let's irritate you just a little bit more intentionally <laughs> because. We're just going to address this, uh, the oh. foolery of our Olympic predictions, because yeah. I made some horrible predictions per, per some mouths on this tiles here and some on social media. But your girl came out the gates hot. Now I'm not finishing. <laughs> That's definitely not happening. <laughs> but I came out looking smooth.
0: Choose picks are the equivalent of an anchor leg that can't get it done. I mean I'm
3: mean,
2: And you know Shots what? I'm gonna own it because I came out hot and I was excited. And now I'm like,
3: Oh yeah, you all oh, yeah, you were really
2: excited. I was, <laughs> and now I'm just expired. Expired. For, for, expired. Full, for
0: full context, listen, we give Chu, we talk a lot of trash to Chu about her predictions, and trust me, she's earned that reputation and therefore that behavior from us. But I assure you when the medals started coming through. And we're looking at the score, and we were getting curb stomped by Chu. All three of us were panicking.
4: <laughs> panicking. Boom,
0: yes, boom, panic. Now, luckily for us, you know, <laughs> Chu came back to the pack and looks like is tripping at the finish line, and that's cool. But the problem is uh, me and Sir Lucius are actually right there with her because we've just sucked exactly. across the board. So there will be no gloating about this. We know who oh. the, we know who the winner is gonna be. Oh, but me, Chu and <laughs> Lucius are fighting for our basic respect right now. Somebody's gonna be off the podium. And that that somebody's gonna be off. We don't know who.
2: But I mean, so I said it earlier this morning or morning for us, like Nostradamus can't wouldn't have predicted any of these results. Yeah, like all- literally. Yeah. We're we're
0: just the? and the and the winner is definitely not. Listen, he gonna win, he has <laughs> win by one point. We're gonna hear it for a year. You know why? Because of all the context, all the contests we have done. This is the Olympic contest. I know he's the Olympian. So whatever. oh,
1: this is what
0: we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let
4: me clutch my imaginary pearls over that nonsense. I somehow have some sort of advantage because I went to the Olympics. Let's be clear. That's not what, no, no,
0: that's not what I said. That's that's what what you say. I'm saying you're gonna gloat harder because it's the Olympic contest and you I'm really- gonna gloat harder because all you have done is
4: gloat. Uh, I was undefeated for the first year of the show. That those it. are your words. It's a fact. It's a fact. So it's not going very well. I'm I'm not even I'm not even the gloating type. At the end of the day, I'm just gonna let the score speak for itself. I will say this. I did legitimately have a great amount of internal pressure to pick the decathlon right. And, and the fact that my picks were different than yours scared the living crap out of me, because (laughs) that meant if I was wrong, I was wrong to all three of you. So I feel good about that, that I at least got that one right. To say,
2: I mean if you got it wrong
4: Right th- th- there you go if I got it wrong Then you know let the bashing begin
2: <laughs> Seriously seriously But so for all of you out there Who actually are following uh, Lamar's in front Catching all the wind for us And then Clyde myself and Sir Lucius Are uh, making sure we keep going forward and trying not to fall backwards <laughs> so uh we wrap up this evening with the men's 15 for our last set of results and then um we'll go ahead and address them next week but i will uh, do a little social media update so we can uh wait for a week to, to make sure we feel better before we talk about it
0: <laughs> just trying to get a medal just trying to have, a medal. Oh, just trying to have a medal.
2: who's going to dive further at the line let's see So um, speaking of social media and and updating that, uh, surrounding the Olympics, specifically to our sport, of course, because that's what we care most about, and and it seems that there's a lot of communication, I'm going to call it communication, maybe just words, uh, out there about some of these instances that specifically are happening within Team USA. Call them internet coaches. Call them the internet elite. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. The internet elite. Oh, hashtag that one. Um, let, let's 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 talk about a talk about what's going on with this. What what are we thinking? How how does it actually mesh with reality versus just social media and, and those who are speaking? And sometimes speaking out the wrong end?
3: Well, um, I, I, I would be more than happy to start off this segment because I have never seen such, a, well, you know, let's just start on the ground here. The decisions that have been made for the relay, um, and it's just been wrong, just been bad. And for the record, for all of you people out there that chosen to text me or email me or send me messages on the Facebook messenger, I don't coach through guys. For all you people that want to stand up and say, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to say this before we move into this, get in the damn game. To quote my man Dwayne Ross, get out of your cushy chairs, get from behind your phone, get from behind your iPads, get from behind your, your uh, computers, get in the damn game. So, until you are here in Tokyo, until you are wherever the next World Championships Olympic Games are, coaching somebody, then I have, I have don't talk to me about my, my ability to coach. Right? Because a passer, you probably can't tie your shoes without breathing on. So, I don't want to talk about it. I'm done. So, that being said, I have not shit to do with the relay. Okay, there's a relay coach. Wallace is a relay coach. If you got a problem with it? Call Wallace Freeman. Stop texting me and calling me. I have nothing to do with it. Now, absolute bad decisions there, okay? Horrible decisions there. Now, it's one medal, folks. It's one It's one event. And we go into this because it's the four by one and somehow we're supposed to win the four by one. And when we don't win the four by one, we're having the horrible Olympics because we didn't win the four by one. Now, we've had a very good Olympic Games. We've had some phenomenal performances on both sides of the court. But somebody better wake up and understand the rest of the world's caught up to us. And it's time for us yeah. We've been cut, punched in the gun a little bit. Now it's time to up. So how do we react to it? You know, how do, how do we react to that? How do we react to what we've seen here at these games? So uh, I'll let you guys
0: chime in right now. All right. First of all, thank you for what you said. Um, I love it. I'm struggling with like, okay, me and Lucius are friends. We have a dialogue, like a constant dialogue. And I am not going to call or text or email him while he's in Tokyo and question his ability to do his job. So the fact that like people who don't actually have a relationship with this man have the guts To do things like that is beyond (laughs) my level of comprehension.
4: With your fingers, baby.
0: Like, (laughs) people are are insane. I I don't know what culture shift has happened to where people are that comfortable just being idiots. But if you're going to be loud about something, at least be loud about something you actually know you and to the right act. and to the right person and to right like listen we all got a lot of things to say about relay decisions and execution and all of that but at least know who you're supposed to be shouting at. like wallace spearman deals with the men's relays michelle freeman deals with the female relays it's a relay staff. don't don't point fingers at the head coaches of the men's and women's teams that's not how this works so, anyway, uh, it's like I, it, it's a lot. Um, having said that, uh, since we're currently on the state of affairs with the with the men's four by one and the debacle that that, that was, it, it listen, I, I haven't seen anything worse than that <laughs> in a, like ever. Um, people have said, "Oh, but you know, we dropped the stick." Yes. If you drop the baton, at least you have the space to say, well, if we had not dropped the baton, then no, 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 no. (laughs) We had on paper the best four people to line up mathematically ever. And we ran 38-10, got walked down by Ghana and everybody else, and did not advance out of the first round. I have literally never seen something executed that poorly. And when, you know, when the, when the post Olympics, you know, reports are out when everybody's back home and people are having discussions and, and the details of how we land at something like that ultimately comes out, like it, it's gonna blow people's minds at how inept and how bad the structure of this current situation went. And I mean, look, <laughs> the athletes got to run. And, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a part of that that is apropos and correct to say, hey, the athletes ran badly. Yes, the hell they did, but they were set up badly. The structure was bad. They were not prepared to be victorious. And so in an environment like that, if the setup is wrong, if the structure is wrong, if there's no discipline, if there's no cohesion, if there's no, you know, map to success, this is what you get. And at some point the arrogance of the ideology that we have, that we can just show up because it's us and it's gonna work out. Like, I don't even know where that came from. There's a structural, you know, just ridiculous nature to how we handle this particular set of business. We've been losing for like twenty years. We, we lost in sixteen, and then got the the result tossed out. I'm sorry, we got disqualified in sixteen. We got uh, the the second place result wiped out in tw- in twelve. We didn't we didn't win. You know, uh, twelve was 08. We didn't win. 04, We didn't win. Like this has been going on for a while. So, no one should be surprised about what happened, but it's a structure. We have
3: not won a 4 by one in 20 years. Yeah,
0: 20
3: years. 21. Well, yeah, 21. And, yeah. and we won the World Championship last year. So so, 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 let me say this, because I, I think that you, you said something that uh, needs to be addressed, the thing that we can just show up and do it right. Like, I've coached some pretty good 4 by ones in my life, a lot of them actually. And... Yeah, you know, and, and it's about continuity, right? So, in slight defense of what went on here, the guys were never here together because you got here five days before competition. So, guys running 100 couldn't be 41 exchanges, right? The guys that were in the 200 hundred not here, they were they got here five days before they started racing. So, when they got here, they needed started. So, you can't do exchanges. There's been someone said to me, Well, why weren't Kenny and Noah? on the relay team, well, they just got here. They ran the 200. The small one was the next one So what are they going to do with the time changes? Right? So my issue is that the people that were able to do this challenge changes did not do them. and didn't do them properly. So, but overall, when you talk about how do we fix it, let's start with the fact that, okay, everybody should have been to the beginning. So then you could do some stuff as you transition towards their races. But at the end of the day, we just show up and win, right? we haven't won in 20 years. So clearly, that's part of how do we fix it? We have to have a freaking remix camp. We have to have a productive remix camp. I think most of the people would agree that the 2012 Olympic 4 by ones were two of the best we ever had. I was with JD and that crew and I watched that happen. And that was something that, that guy was magical and how he choreographed that.
0: Yes, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the last time we did it well. And there was structure. And discipline and accountability the the result ultimately got thrown out not because of anything that had to do with the execution of the four by one but see okay so to that point because this is this is stuff that a lot of people have been complaining about and don't really understand usa track and field did not have a pre-olympic training camp anywhere in japan everyone else anywhere in the world anywhere in the world everyone else had one in japan Now, the why, someone's gotta explain that. Because the idea, if you've ever traveled internationally to compete, showing up five days before your event is literally the danger window of bad performance. You'd be better off getting off the plane and going. Five days is a very bad window for elite performance. And so when you have that kind of context, the people that have been successful, it's even more mind blowing what they've done. And there's been a lot of successful people, but everyone else had some kind of structure with their teams in place, practicing the craft that they have to go out there and perform as it pertains to the relay. And we did not. Um, I think, uh, uh, I I don't, I wanna make sure I get it right, but uh, my brain is, is falling down here. There's a, there's an interview out there, with I think is Kenny Bennerick saying they basically didn't practice, like at all. They asked Fred, how much did they practice? And they said, not much. So it's like, what, Like, it just, it just can't be this way. It just
3: can't. And the thing is, is like the four by one relay. see, you have to be here, yeah. For those folks who want to run the match, you have to be here to see what's going on, right? You have to watch Japan warm up and and China warm up. You know, oh, it's it's beautiful, you know. Like, like they are choreographing what they're about to do, right? You whether know, whether it was them, it was Germany. Um, even, heck, even I watched the the team that the, the, that qualified for Jamaica practice on the woman track the night before. They came out the next one in the ring, Right? They were out, not the afternoon before, They were out there getting after it. There was never any getting after it with the men's four by one. You can't practice at 75% and then have a guy coming at you just run 9-8, the 6-3, a lot better out from a run, roller start than he from a, a blocks. You can't you can't mimic that unless you experience it. You know, you, you can't. You just can't. And so this, the whole problem here is, how do you fix it? You have to have relay camps. You have to have better leadership in place. You have to have structure in place. this it's not about we're supposed to win. We need to work to. Win. We need to put the things in place to make us be successful. And clearly, whatever we're doing is not working. You know. So at what point in time do we we, we pull the card of uh, the insanity card, right?
2: point out before that card yeah Lamar, I'm,
4: I'm sure you have something to say here so i was just gonna say that <laughs> you know i just for, here's the thing like look we this is definitely you know uh preacher and choir so I, i'm not gonna go real deep on this but i'll just say this right like look if you value something as much as the united states in general values the four relay medals put adults in charge and get the hell out of the way. And at the end of the day, if you refuse to do that, then shut up and take the results you get. Right? Like that's just what it is. Right? I can tell you this, like all I can speak to is my own, you know, Chris Huffman's industry as an athlete and it was my responsibility to get my coach get my physio, get my chiropractor, make sure my travel was on time. If the USATF travel was not adequate to what I felt like, which it wasn't in my Bashi, I paid for a plane ticket to go to to go to Tokyo six days before the US team went because I knew how much time I needed to be adequate, adequate to actually be able to do what I had to do. At the end of the day, this isn't about me. It's about preparation for things that are important. If those four medals mean as much to the, to the people who are running their mouths about it if those four medals mean that much, five. Now, it, it was always four, but yes, now including them including the mix, right? It's five, right? If those five medals mean what they mean, right? We're gonna treat them like women's soccer team, men's basketball, women's basketball, team medals, right? We're gonna treat these team medals like we treat those. Do you know how much time? The men's basketball team and the women's basketball team spend together before they come and play. Do you know how much time the women's soccer team and men's soccer team spend together before they come and play for the medals? Right. So at the end of the day, if we're going to want those results, right, hey, this just in, we're going to have to act like that. And so I, you know, like I'm not going to go round and round about it because honestly, here's the unfortunate part: if you watch the little Kevin Hart snippet right before the race ran, you're like, "Well, there it is, folks." Like literally, the man cataloged how bad we've been for 20 years, showing drop after drop after DQ after. Right? Bruh, if there's a small movie about this, we should probably change what we do. Like we should not be cannon fodder for a comedian. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, right? Folks wanna, they wanna run to get credit but then speed walk backwards to avoid (laughs) blame, right? So if that's the case, if this is what it really is, we need to put adults in charge real live qualified adults who understand accountability and then get out of their way and and whatever they say they need give it to them right we 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 still keep trying to put together the relay in the most antiquated fashion right Mm -hmm. we take the four fastest guys stick them on the track and they're going to win hey guess what there are there are square pegs that don't fit in triangular holes okay Thank you. Let me, right? (laughs) So, but this is the part that we never do, right? This is the part we never do is accept the fact that the four fastest guys, it's like free agents in basketball, right? If you put the five most talented guys on the court at the same time, you are probably going to lose because there has to be somebody whose job it is to do his job and his job only, right? If there's somebody out there in the United States who really moves the stick well, I don't care what they run in the hundred at the meet. They do that job really well and we need that job. Right? So we but don't think it, like my,
3: that. But but and here's the problem. You have no idea of knowing who can move the daggone stick if you don't practice. You have That's to nice. have practice. You have to have practice. You, know? you have to. If you don't practice, how do you know who can move the stick if you can't? How do you know who can, you know, uh accelerate through the zone? How do you know who's hand goes where? If you don't practice, and especially don't practice at full speed, you have no freaking idea who can do what.
0: So, Listen, so we, we all agree that practice must be had. We all agree pre-camp must be had. I'm gonna throw something out there that I think Lamar just, just signaled that he's gonna agree with me on, but I know people in the world don't agree with me on because I've been saying it for a really long time. And this is about our larger systemic problem that I see as a process. At the, We have the Olympic trials and I love our system. I, it's the best in the world. I don't want to change it. But we run the hundred meters at the Olympic trials to determine one thing, who earned the right to get in blocks and run in a straight line to go compete for the 100 meter gold medal. I do not understand and I have never understood why the result of that race magically somehow must dictate the idea of who gets to run on a four by one. Running a 120 meter fly without blocks is not the same thing as running from blocks through 100 meters. And we have people like Huff, uh, like Lamar just said, who, if you watch the sport, if you pay attention to the sport, if you watch the races, are really good at certain skills and, are, and should be obvious. Uh, to me, here's a very obvious one in the current climate that we have. Desiree Bryant did not make the 100 meter team. She didn't make the 200 meter team. But everybody knows Desiree Bryant's a very good starter and she runs the hell out of a turn. She's always lighting people up for the first 120 off of a turn. So why isn't Desiree Bryant a person that you bring along in case you need somebody to run a pop off or a turn? Like Kenny Benarick has proven to be a phenomenal turn runner out of blocks. But somehow Trey <laughs> ends up on the track. I Listen, I've been driving the Trayvon bandwagon for a year. I've been <laughs> driving it. Okay, I've been driving it. I'm a fan of the kid. I wanted him to do well, but it is obvious to anybody who watched the, the meet that he was not ready to go in Tokyo. He looked bad in the first round. He looked bad in the semifinal. He didn't make the final. The start, the thing he's great at, wasn't there. So at some point, we got to like, hey man, I hear you, but you need to go on and sit down, and we need to put somebody else who could do this job in that seat. Kenny could have done right. it. Michael Williams could have done it. There, there's so many options. Yeah. So <laughs> I just I don't I don't like the idea that the hundred meter final must decide who's going to run the team when we all know and have all experienced. I can't think of. Any team I've every team I've ever coached, it's never the four fastest dudes or girls from the hundred meters who make my four by one. That never happens. There's hurdlers. Well, see, and that's, hurdlers. And
3: that's a bad analogy now, Colonel, because like your team is not the USA team. Sure. Okay, the, but, the USA but, team this year. It's, it's hard not to use the top four. So. I, I hear you, but is you the top four guys were sub-99. That's hard hey. not to put them all in the track if you can't. But again, it goes for me back to preparation. Okay. So let, let's, let's, okay. We have a relay program with relay coaches, right? So, apparently, <laughs> to, to what you're saying, that what should happen here is people like Des should be considered, you know, people that have that skill set as long as they show fitness. But because the relay program is just set up to, okay, we'll take people for the week and do this, it's not the same. So, the problem is the structure of the program. Because you're right, we should not. Okay, in the in certain years like this year, it works if if you let it work, right? But then in other years it doesn't. But that's if you have a true relay program with relay coaches that are privy to what's going on around the country and get to spend more time with them, you know. Because like, I'll be honest with you, I've had the pleasure of, of having a lot of conversations with all, uh Richburg, who's the head the, the head relay coach he's not here because his wife's not doing well. But Oren has great thoughts and ideas, but because he's not here on the ground, the people here have decided they want to do it anyway. Because let's not forget that we had some very good success in the relays just two years ago in Doha. 2019. Yeah, so let's not forget that. So let's not bash the Relay program completely because Oren did a phenomenal job in Doha. Oren's
0: just not here. Okay, so can we pause on that for a second? Because this is this is actually, for me, it's, it's part of it's part of what gets lost in the narrative with the general public. In 2019, we had a very good result. We won the gold medal and they broke the American record. That is a fact. It was a very good result. But if you watch the race, we, we of the people who got medals, we were by far the worst executed. Two teams that finished behind us with severely less talent, were way too close to us because we had poor execution, and so in that respect, whoa, 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 wasn't Great Britain second? Huh? Wasn't Great Britain second?
3: Great Britain and Japan. But Great Britain's challenge was not. That much I and mean, it was not Sir, as good as ours, but it wasn't compared. No, if you if you look at who Great
0: Britain, <laughs> you know had though, Brown, your, your quote was much less. Yes, much, I disagree less. With them. Much, much less. Much less. Not, not much less. We have Christian Coleman, Justin Gatlin, and and uh, and and Noah Lyles on the track. Great Britain had nobody on their team that can run with those people. Nobody. And they almost got us. And Japan almost got us. We were no, poorly. Wait, hold on a second. We
3: won that. We didn't almost get us. We won that five ton. That race wasn't close. Okay. Almost. Okay, so we, we outlead them at the line? Pull up the, times. Pull up the marks from the door. No, hold on a second. I'm asking you before she said, no, no, no. Don't you say a word yet. We
0: outlead them at the line is <laughs> what you're saying? I'm not saying it was a photo finish. You said, hold on. you said they almost got us. It was way too close. Absolutely. Given who was running, <laughs> way too close. No. You said they almost got it. That's
3: not what you said. Lamar. That's not what you said, okay. So so I wanna
4: hear these this, times for Yeah, while she's looking at the times, I just wanna say this. This show has been exactly what happens in this country. We've spent all this time talking about one medal that was botched as opposed to so many other things that we should, could, and shall talk about.
1: No, and we, so exactly.
4: once, gets once, 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 she, once she drops the knowledge I'm on to the next. I want to talk about the two queens of the 400 hurdles. I want to talk about the two the the, the two combatants in the men's 400 hurdles. Uh,
0: I, yeah, I want to talk about the future of the of the United
4: States track and field. I want to talk about anything other than the fact that we botched another men's 4x1.
0: That's cool. Chu could give us that thing at the end of the show. We can move on right now. I'm fi- I'm fine with that because please believe. The greatest race in the history of the world is going to be talked about on this damn show, which is the men's four hurdles, greatest race ever. And I, mean, I ain't talking about the top two, cause yes, amazing. The whole race. The whole race. The whole race. The, the race broke my brain.
4: <laughs> like that night, yeah, I was, couldn't go was, to sleep. Was. Cause I kept saying, somebody ran 45 seconds. Like, I know I said it, right? Like, yes, I know I said okay. it on camera, right? But the fact that it happened, somebody ran forty five okay, seconds so, over
3: sticks, right? And and that's mind boggling. so the, I let let's recall, and this was probably one of those often you know post or uh, pre show conversations where we said that it should be forty five seconds, okay? Because if you think sure. about it, in, in relationship to what we do in the open quarter, if we're a, <laughs> if we are. <laughs> 43 low in the 400, then shouldn't we be 45 seconds over hurdles, right? Yeah. We've said that, yeah. you know? Like this Kevin ran 46.7, everybody's like, oh my God, that's so fast, how, how do you do that? So then nobody, but now you got a group of people that are like, but here's about 46.7, right? So yeah, I mean, I mean people, people, more... people like
4: to not do the math. I mean, Kevin ran 46.7, his open PVD in the quarter was 45 flat and he ran it that year at
3: Occidental, right. ran exactly. 45.04 or 6 right. something like that. Right. So, 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 so if Rod Benjamin so is a 43-second guy, shouldn't he run 46? 40, well, correct. Correct.
0: Okay. Okay. So, uh, I, I want to pause here. That doesn't take away from them. the greatest of the race. race that
3: doesn't take away
0: from that. I, I want to say this because, it, I mean, I've made it abundantly clear. I <clears throat> is my favorite male athlete in the sport right now and has been for a while. If depending on what coverage you were watching, maybe you saw his post-race interview, and maybe you didn't. If you did, I suggest you go find it. It was incredibly difficult to watch. It, if it didn't get spark any emotions in you, I don't know what kind of soul you have. Like that kid, did everything he thought he needed to do, and ran forty-six-one. And it wasn't enough. And to watch how gutted he was in the moment, that, that kid apologized for running 46-1. Like, if, you, if you're a fan of this sport and you don't understand the gravity of what these people are out there trying to do, go watch that piece of tape. Because, I mean, like, that race was, was that much. Like, it, it had that much weight to it. And listen, you know, you, you could be a track nerd and you could argue the technical aspects of, of the race from the men or the women's side. And there's a lot there. It, you know, you could teach a class on it, but just the raw emotion of it is is what I will ultimately remember. Like the race was incredible and I've watched it literally 25 times since it happened. But I've also watched Rye's press conference, his interview with Lewis Johnson after that, almost as many times. And that that's the weight of the Olympics, man. Like that everything about the Olympics is is in that interview right there and it, it was tough to watch it was sad but man Rye has nothing to hang his head about like that he just got beat man like listen Carson Warholm is a psychopath and I mean that in the most complimentary way possible like he's just a different dude in the brain and hey like what are you gonna say
3: Yeah, I mean I, I again, you know, here uh, I watch things in the warm-up area on the big screen, and uh, you know, when the clock stopped and it said forty-five ninety-four, I think or whatever it was said, and everybody's just like all of a sudden just everybody just stopped breathing, like wow. And then because my brain works that way, I'm like, what the hell did the rest of them? Because like? it wasn't like you know they were down there, like they were all within you know earshot. So, when the times start popping up, it's just the most incredible thing you've ever seen in a track and field league. And the camaraderie amongst that group, and they're all still pretty young, except for I think Capello, but he's the old guy that ran 47.8, right? So, <laughs> hard for the course. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, exactly. You know,
0: if they all do, ran 47.8, got six. Six. Right? 47.8 Four. got six. Hold on, so, you're muted, sir. Uh, Lamar is muted. Yeah, I'm
4: trying to hit under, the, there. We go. The uh, the four hundred hurdles showed the rest of of the track and field world how it's supposed to be done, right? Because I'm going to the women's ra- women's race as well. And at the end of the day, like let's let's look at it like this. First of all, let's let's speak truth. Who on this panel won? Three hundred sixty-five days ago, knew who Femke Bol was. I mean,
1: thirty. Because I didn't.
4: Ago. <laughs> I didn't. I Right. Okay. So, 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 three hundred and like, you know, fifty-five days ago, right? Two people believed in a plan. Femke Bol and her coach. If we do this, 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 and this, you will break the world record. And you know what? They were successful.
0: Right, because she did break the world. Like, let's let,
4: let me. Let's just be clear, right? She came from nowhere to be the best to ever do it and got beat senseless by two like superheroes, right? So at the end of the day, it's like, hey, rest of the world, take a look at what's going on in the 400 hurdles on the men's side and the women's side. There are people who have said, whatever is functionally successful now isn't the way to win going forward. I've got a plan. Me and my coach are gonna do this and we're gonna execute this. And we're willing to put all our chips in on this plan and we're gonna meet you 365 days from now and whoop you. <laughs> six different camps, right? The three, the three men's camps and the three, and the three women's camps. And, I'm not, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to four through six because they were ridiculous too. But the point is like, to me, that is the definition of a high tide raising all boats. Oh, for sure. Right? And that's what it's like, that's how you, when people talk about moving the sport forward, hello, that's it right there. Yeah. I just, somebody just, somebody just uh, sent me a tweet. It said that the most uh, nations to ever win a gold medal in one Olympics is 25. And we currently have twenty different nations. We have currently have 21. And you know an outside chance to get to twenty five, but like, look, that says it all right there. Like, guys, I've I've been to more countries than I have states. And last night, during the men's triple jump, I found out that there was a country that I didn't know of. <laughs> the young man who got the bronze medal in the triple jump, I knew it was an African nation, but I'm gonna be honest with you, no chance I could find it on a map.
0: So can can we can we pause? and stay in this foreigner hurdle uh, dysphoria between the men and the women for a second, because Lamar, you and me had a, a very interesting conversation uh, earlier off, you know, obviously off camera. And and I just think it's the most interesting thing going on in our sport right now, right? Like, I don't know who all be- agrees with me on this, but I've said it on the show before. Dalila Muhammad is at this point in the world, the greatest of all time in the 400 hurdles former olympic champion former world champion well, current world champion former olympic champion and until this year the world record holder but she's also 10 years older than sydney and in 2019 dalila was a better hurdler and a much better execution Executioner of her strategy. And that's why she broke the world record, and that's why she won. Sydney made some professional decisions. She now is a much better hurdler and runs the race in a much different way than any other woman has. And to me, with the new techniques, with the new skills, with the new race model, with the new coach, and being 10 years younger, I just as crazy good as Delilah is, I just don't see how she can turn around and beats it. Now it might just be epic for the next four or five years. It might just continue to be epic and they might bring the record down and down and down and down, but I don't really see a path to how Delilah can flip that. Inversely, Rye has yet not evolved his pattern to where it could be. And him and Karsten are the same age, they're one year apart. So these dudes, can continue to do what they're doing, but right now it's not back and forth. Carson Warholm is the greatest of all time and he's dominating Rye head to head. So it's like, like that's just really interesting to me across the board. And I, I, I don't know where everybody lies on that, but I don't see Sid losing in the foreseeable future. And if Rye can figure out how to take his race to the same type of place that Sid took hers, I think Rye could flip it. But I will. I'm saying now, I didn't think Karsten could run 45 seconds, I didn't think he could do it, but he did. And Rye will not beat him running his race. I don't see how. Delicious. So, let's I
3: mean, just, Rye, right,
0: right, right. Not, I actually, had,
3: I actually had a conversation with Rye last night about all of this. And Rye is going to make the changes he needs to make to be the best of the world. You know, he's was gutted by what happened. He, you know, Karsten made a move that kind of startled him a little bit. And, but at the end of the day, you know, I've, I've actually had some pretty intense conversations with people like, well, Ry should have went with him. Okay, so then Ry would have died soon, right? Like, it wasn't like Ry just ran up on him at the line and couldn't catch him. He caught him in the man, right, ran off and left him. So, Obviously, Ry's race pattern is what Ry's race pattern is now. buddy the forty-six seventeen. Say that out loud a couple of times. Yeah. I, I said to to one person, his PR over hurdles is the second fastest he goes on the flat shit you know <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, my thing is just okay. Does Ry have to make changes to to do better? He absolutely does, and he knows that. But what we cannot be overly critical of what happened to the race. He just got beat by a better guy. It's just that simple. Now, do I think that Ry's going to fight back? Absolutely. You know, I think that if you watch the race, I'm not sure how much there's left for Karsten to go. I think he's max. He's close to maxed out. But there's a lot more Ryan to do. Yeah, a lot. So I think so. I think over the foreseeable future, that Rye and Quincy and Joanna have some decisions to make. If they make those decisions, decisions, and I think that in, in a very short period of time, the world record in the 400 hurdles is going to be something really crazy, right? You know, no, it,
4: it already is cool. something really crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. See, I don't think it's really. I don't think it's really crazy. I think it's really crazy because we never saw it before. But when yeah. you do the math on it, it's like yeah. That's no, you're right. Probably where it should be. Right? Yeah. Now, when you talk about the women, um, I don't agree that Delilah can't beat Sid because if you know what Delilah went through this year, being hurt, having COVID, all yep. the other stuff, and it wasn't like Sid. It's a close race. You know? It's closer than the four by four I one in twenty nineteen. I bet you that. So um, anyway, <laughs> uh, did, I, did I say that? <laughs> but so, and knowing Lawrence Boogie Hurdle mechanic Johnson, oh, he's going to try to figure that. See, the, the problem you got is, is like you got these two incredible athletes, but you also got these two incredible coaches. Okay, it's this is punch counter punch time. See. I had the opportunity, the pleasure of watching Bobby prepare Sydney for this final. Yeah. I've mean, never seen anything like this. So he comes over on the backstretch, And this is right before the, like the men are warming up for the semifinal. And we're on the stretch going the opposite direction. Bobby comes over and he said, Are there women's hurdle marks over here? And I'm like, No, but the hats were over here and they put tape down. So he. I show him where they are. puts three hurdles down. He goes, What's the starting line? He gets the starting line, puts the blocks down. So he goes over and gets it. He comes over. Sydney goes over three hurdles on regular spacings
0: with her, with her non dominant like, from the blocks. 100, 100 meter hurdle style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not talking
3: about floating. I'm like cheese rolling, right? He immediately, the first time she did it, he goes, No. That's not right. Come back and do it. Comes back. She does it right. And we're like, wow. Then she immediately walks to the other side. Because, you know, look, I'm a tree. Now. And she grants down woman. i went, wow, I got to watch this. She goes over to the other side. And I'm not sure what the spacing word on the hurdles. He makes her. She turns around as she's walking away. And he says, now she turns around and just starts running at the herbs. And he's, whatever night comes up, you take it. And she flew through that. And he goes back on the other side. I, I, I don't I, don't, I don't At this point, I'm to take your I don't know what's going on. I imagine you just did it again. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And the thing was, guys, I promise you, this broke her 113 low on her offside. Guarantee you she can. It's crazy. But that was the beauty. So, like, so the problem you have here, you have the ultimate mad scientist in Bobby Kersey with the ultimate equipment here, right? <laughs> you know, uh, with, with Sid. And then you have the Lilla, who is the GOAT, and who is as prideful as they come with a coach that's, you know, a bad scientist as well. So I think you have two different models trying to achieve the same goal. I think the world record is going to be 50 point something here real soon. Real soon. I'm gonna sound going to sound way less crazy.
0: Yeah,
4: you are. And Miss Ball no. no, she is not going well. No, no, she's not. And, and, and that's the best part of it. To me, that's the best part of it.
3: And, it's and, because. And we've one, another one. Neither is. Uh,
0: Shamir. Crazy Shamir. Shamir. No. Yeah. Like that's. My that's girl. Love Shamir. Like that's. The, the men's race was the greatest race ever, right? And with all due respect to Anna Cockrell, who I'm a fan of and super happy that she made the team, at this point in the world, Shamir's just better than her. Shamir hit a hurdle at the trials. I don't know if Shamir beats Dalila at the Olympics, given what Dalila just did, but she for sure was going to beat her at the trials. And then she goes over and runs 52 52 back to back. Like Shamir was missing from that race. And if Shamir's in that race, it probably looks a lot like the men's race, where it's just everything's insane. Because Femke Bold did break the old world record, the old, I say old, as in, you know, <laughs> two months ago, a month ago. Yeah. She, you know, like. Because these two
3: if Shamir's there and on her game, Ball could be 52 flat B third. Or Shamir could be 52 flat and be fourth, right? Yeah. So but at yeah, the end of the day, right. I mean, I think we, we, we are set up for some phenomenal runs in, uh, in both of those races over the next four or five years. I'm not sure how is going to make it past Paris, but we'll see because of her age. Um, but I will say this that on the men's side, all those jokers except for the forty-seven A guy, those joke guys are all babies. You know, like I, you know, we we were joking that you know there was a there was a time when uh, four years ago where we signed Kyra McMasters and Noah Lyles, and now they're both at the Olympics, you know, <laughs> doing what they're doing. You know. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see a world where the men's the hurdle race doesn't just go this crazy depth now because the tops been broken off of it, right? I mean, how, and, then, and, then, and the question is, and John Smith said it best: the question is, will the rest of the people continue to do the work, and the people that aren't in the game do the work to get in?
0: That's right. Like, so I'm going to. Is Kyron McMaster? Like, say again. How how sick is McMaster? Right, like him and Lennox did a. Phenomenal job, and that kid went mm-hmm. out there and ran forty-seven flat, no podium. <laughs> like that was that was one. What he ran was once the world record. Yes. Yep. Yes, but, and, 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 and for it forever won. it was the second fastest time of all time. And, and would have yep. won every other championship except forever,
3: this <laughs> except, except for this one and and Kevin's.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: So I want to say this, because it's the umbrella statement, and this is kind of what I've, this is my, my principal thought when I'm going through the internet, scrolling, watching all these criticisms and all these things that are being typed out and then tweeted or posted and whatnot, is everything that you all have discussed, specifically in the fours, but in every event that we've seen this in, right, the bar has been raised. But not only that, the floor has been raised and on these tiles, that's very specific to what our desire is for the sport as a professional coaching situation, as well as the athletic situation, right? Raise the floor because then we're only going to get better and the lid's going to stay off and we're just going to keep spouting out all this good stuff. But what I'm hearing you all say and what resonates in my heart is everybody else, maybe sometimes us ourselves included, need to stop breaking it down. Stop picking apart all these things that they didn't do or that went wrong, but highlight everything that went right so that the floor keeps coming up. Everybody wants to, we said it earlier, everybody wants to have that definition of sanity and keep doing the wrong shit, sorry, stuff. And it ain't working. It hasn't worked. So knock, knock, change what you're doing. Highlight the things see, that are see,
3: going that, right. That, 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 that's very prophetic. And see, so here, so let's let's. We are creatures of habit here in the United States, and I, I'm I'm going to tell you. I think the reason that the, the hundred was so good this year was because Coleman wasn't. Good. Yeah, because all of a sudden, I they agree, saw something that they could do right. So Coleman goes away. and like, oh my God, I can win that. So everybody works hard mm-hmm. to win. But my thing is this: do the same thing when Coleman comes back. Mm-hmm. You know. Like there's other 400 hurdles in this country that are good. Newsflash: folks, 48 flat ain't
0: fast. Hey, it ain't fast. If you thought it was so fast, if you, it damn sure ain't fast now.
1: Now,
0: <laughs> right. and it never has
3: been. So let's stop just doing nothing on 48 flat make team, and then coming over here and getting stomped on. Let's let's make it. Let's give hey, let's let's give Ry some company because just gonna make Ry better. Right? Yeah. Well, let's not run for a ride to take a year off so everybody can go. Oh my God, I can do this now let's not that. Let's not be afraid of the competition. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like do you, you understand the future of our two hundred meter people, meter team?
2: <laughs> wow. Or just the two hundred in that. itself, not even specifically our team. The two hundred in itself—that was such a young race.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that, I'm talking about the U.S. I can't take yeah.
2: about
3: the <laughs> The US, the U.S.A. Noah's 23, Kenny's 22, and Ariane's 17. But the, here's the key don't run from the competition, guys. Don't look at, oh my god, the third fastest guy there is 19.8. Join the party, right? Right? It,
0: it, join it, the it, party. I mean, join, join the party. Is, we, you know, we got to create that hashtag and keep it going because look, the Would we agree that the absolute upset of the of the track and field Olympics was the men's hundred meter final? No one had Lamont Jacobs (laughs) winning the hundred, right? Nobody. Nobody. Like I, I casually knew who he was because, you know, he's run some good indoor uh, 60s in in recent time. So, you know, his name's about nobody was thinking about that dude being the Olympic champion. But go look at his progression. Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense and whatever he's been doing he's been grinding it out and if he can do that and fred Curley can decide you know what to hell with this i want to run 100 and come out of there with a 9 8 performance and an olympic silver medal like there is space here for for what sir lucius is saying don't run make a decision Mm -hmm. bet on yourself like, Fred Curley is the ultimate lesson in bet on yourself. Okay? Most people thought he was nuts. We didn't know what to make of it at the time. Can I stop you for one second?
4: Yes. It, it's not just betting on yourself, because, yes, he did that, but he put all his chips in the t- in the middle. All of them, yes. That's, right but all that's the part, right? Look. All to the middle of the table. He could not. I'm not going to say he couldn't have made the team in the 400. I'll just say this. He didn't come to the trials with a backup plan. Mm -hmm. I am making this team in the 100 and the 200. That was what his plan was. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's that part that people struggle with. The full-fledged commitment to the crazy. Because everybody's going to, what you're trying to do is crazy until you do it. It's just how it goes. Extraordinary is exactly the the combination of those two words, extraordinary. It ain't what everybody else can do.
0: That's right, but that's what I'm saying. Like we need more people to, to make those kind of decisions because ultimately Fred Curley being able to run nine, eight and go into next year as the Olympic silver medalist and I'm sorry, our best hundred meter runner means something like that. It's a whole different conversation now. And yeah, Christian will be coming back, <laughs> but Christian, like the world moved on just fine without him. So now he's got to get back in there and make himself relevant again. Like it, it's sure, which she will do. And it, it's, Let's see, it's so but here's, but here's the flip side to that Clyde. The
3: flip side of that is the guy that was fifth or six, that's a ten flat or nine nine, that doesn't now say, well, I can't make the team, so I'm not going to try to work hard. You got to come back and say, okay, if, I fly, if I'm a Kai Williams, I got to go like I got to become a my seven guy. I got to keep aggressive. If I'm uh, Gillespie, I got to I can't be ten flat. I got to work harder to be nine. You know, like I, I walk away from those championships, those championships. Look, I look at the 400. I'm like, Man, we got to get back in that game. You know, like like there was nothing spectacular about the 400 last night. It's just that, you know, I, I, I think that JS has done a phenomenal job with Michael Cheery. I think Michael is about to be a problem, you know? But there's got to be more than Michael Cherry and Michael Norman that can show better than 44 long. You know, we got we to gotta go back to the old days where are just three or four guys with a 43.
0: That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I mean, since we're focused on those, on those kind of things, I mean, listen, America didn't get a medal. That 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 didn't happen. So props to the medalists very well executed me personally the re, the reemergence of karani uh, karani james is awesome to watch and we're all here for that but from an american perspective michael cherry was the most impressive to me because mm-hmm. the decision he made to go to john smith and the 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 fruits of that labor that are now coming out are say have saved his career and so i'm excited to see what the next you know step is for michael cherry because he was more impressive, like. He pushed his chips and said they were also. Yeah.
3: You know, like yeah, you have to be. I think the all-in and is wonderful. It is. I I just I I want to
4: I want to stick this little caveat in there just to punch it home from what we've been talking about, right? We this country always we always think that results matter more than process and we're wrong as as wrong could be about that right we didn't win a medal this decathlon in uh, i mean we didn't didn't win a medal in this olympics and this decathlon but for us to be fourth fifth and i believe it's fourth fifth and ninth that's one of the best results team-wise we've ever had yeah. right like the, like the 96 team dan won steve was fourth and i was 10th I think if you do the math, that's a and and, and we're considered the best US team that's that's ever happened, right? Like what those three guys did without a medal and without any support, without any real fanfare. I mean, hell, the, the best guy was playing football for three years, right? Like that's what it looks like, folks, is don't wait for don't wait till it's sexy to do whatever it is. Decide there's work there that can be done and I'm gonna do it, and then go do it. Right, the best example to me of what being an Olympian should look like is Andre de Grasse. Hey, get- every, every time they hand out medals, the work that Andre has done was in preparation for winning medals, not to run 1978 or 82 or whatever on whatever diamond league. Like I've seen that dude run a bunch of 10 o races, right? The work that Andre de Grasse does, and I bet you most of it's up here, but the work that Andre de Grasse does is about being successful when it matters most. And at the end of the day, (laughs) I I don't know Andre like this, but I, I know winners. So I'm gonna say that I bet you money that this thought went to his head. There's no way I'm not winning this gold medal because Bolt's not in and he's the only dude who can beat me to the line in the Olympics. Hey. I'll bet you dollars to
0: donuts some version of that was the last thought he had before it was like set. <laughs> look, 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 I, I want to point something out specifically about Andre DeGrasse because I haven't heard anybody talk about it. And at this point, given what he just did in the, in these Olympics, Andre DeGrasse deserves a hell of a lot more respect than he's getting from everybody. Most people in this sport are lucky to get a medal with a coach and the minute they change said coaches their careers kind of teeter and it goes all funky andre Grass is doing what he's doing on his third coach third coach I, it doesn't matter who's coaching this dude he shows up and gets medals and he's gotten them with every single coach that he's been with so the common denominator is andre Grass, and he deserves a lifetime of praise for that because almost nobody could do that. I mean, really, really think about that. Think about anybody that you really, really respect that has has won medals. Who's done it with multiple coaches? It's very rare. It's very, very rare. And that that speaks a lot to his mentality, his makeup, and his ability to perform under pressure. And Andre DeGrasse deserves a hell of a lot more praise than he gets in our sport. Oh, by the way, his are they married? His wife's the same way. His, Absolutely. His better half is the same way. Nia Ali's the same damn way. So something going on in that household. Those two are mental monsters that find a way to win, no matter who's coaching.
2: And they're reproducing, so it's happening again. Right, so it's,
0: it's, it's
4: whole, happening whole problem in um, But was... before we jump ship, I just want to give one more shout out. Uh, listen, I I did the event, so I have a, I guess I have a greater appreciation for this. But but Damian Warner scoring over nine thousand points in the Olympics, it like in in a venue, you you know, like he's not done well in the spotlight. Let's put it this put it that way right? That man earned his spot at the top. Right? He got punched in the face in, in front of God and every everybody many, many times along the way. You know, meets he was supposed to win that it didn't happen. And he was a rock star and rock solid the whole way. And, you know, people sort of kind of act ho-hum because he scored 9,000 points because it's been done before. I'm like, you guys are nuts.
1: <laughs>
4: There's four people ever on this planet who've ever scored 9,000 points. And, and let's be clear. 8,600 points is still a lot. Look at the, look at the scores behind him. 8,700 was second, okay? So 9,000 points is special. And uh, a little shout out to the young man uh, for, again, figuring out what needed to be done, moving to where it needed to be done and doing the work that needed to happen. You have to take honest assessments of, of, of how you came up short in order to go forward. And he
3: has done that. So those yeah, are my I'm shout gonna outs. Give a couple, I'm gonna give a couple of shout-outs to first of all Ryan Krauser and to uh the the man that Lamar loves to hate, my man Joe Kovac. Oh um, I do not hate, <laughs> I love Joe, Joe Kovac, Joe, who was not gonna make the team Kovacs, who is now the silver members. So I I am will just leave that right there. Uh wanna give a shout out to Miss Moe, who absolutely Masterfully to pick the part that that, that I mean, I, I, I'm I'm apologizing. I mean, like I can't the, the poise you have to be again be here and be around her. Her poise is unmatched for 19. It's just great, yeah. Like because she takes record, Clyde.
4: That's what unbeatable looks like. Destruct. You were talking right. about yeah. you were talking right. about Sid yeah. not being. I'm, I'm telling you right now, a thing Mo is what never
3: losing looks like.
1: Because okay, I don't think there's a person on the
4: planet who can beat her.
3: And then she slows it down. They come through on 127. And she goes, Well, i got to go down, guys. The nice story. She just takes <laughs> off. right? You know, so it's like, So, big gosh, uh, the young lady in the uh, pole vault last night, I can't. I apologize. My goodness. She had two misses at the opening bar, right? Cleared it on her third attempt. It's like, I got to get this down, guys. Just, just phenomenal competition. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Javon Harrison. Um, I, obviously, the, the game did not go the way that he would like them to go, but that young man competed his tail off to the point where he can hardly walk the day after the long jump. Yeah. It's just, just incredible. I mean, the, the man jumped almost seven eight, he got seven. It wasn't like he came over there, eight, 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 right? Uh, I mean, just, just things like that. Uh, it just has been a phenomenal. Red Curry's performance in the hundred. Talk about Jacobs, but
0: you know, Fred Fred was phenomenal, and uh, just uh, those are those are my outs right there. Um, I mean, we could do this for hours. Uh, <laughs> not, not really. no, no, <laughs> the man's got a <laughs> schedule. But no, listen, I, I was I had the pleasure to uh to to get a plus one invite to to Universal Studios for the NBC olympic whatever they got going on down there very awesome event and i because of the accident of the of the tv schedule i actually got to spend a lot of time around miss bernice who's a thing Mo's mother. that woman's phenomenal and if you meet her you totally understand what's going on with that child and and listen she dismantled that field Mm-hmm. And it was clear before the final that there wasn't really much anything anybody was going to be able to do with her. If you take it out, she don't care because she can run 49. So whatever you think the pace being fast is, she's jogging. And if you sit back and turn it into a sprint, well, that's just stupid. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what they're going to do with her. Uh, I don't know the young lady who got second, but she's also 19 years old. So mm-hmm. uh, the youth have announced themselves in the world of 800 meters but no but you're absolutely right uh miss mo as we all have been saying all year is a straight up unicorn and proved that she has the mentality to dominate that event for years and years and years to come she might just get bored and then you know then maybe they'll get a reprieve she might get bored and do something else but and as far as I'm
3: concerned, so there, there, there will be a year when she decides I'm going to go run the 400. That's coming. You know, yeah. I, yep. I was a conversation with her yesterday. You know,
0: she's very intrigued by the 400. So that's right. 48, 48 seconds is coming, folks. Get ready. No, and, and that's and that's what I'm saying. As far as I'm concerned, the she took the American record as a rookie. The world record is coming, and the American record in the 400 might be coming too. Well,
3: what's what's your girl's name? uh kid girl, the, the the holds the record in the forty eight.
0: The holds the record. World oh, record. oh uh, the world. world? world? <laughs> that that's a Lamar <laughs> name. I can't say that name.
4: Are
3: you yeah. are you talking about y- oh, Yarmila Vilova? Yeah, that that yeah, her <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because see, I know better than butchering that name because we're gonna laugh at it. So she's her. That's what that, that's what you're about to see. You know, because see, here here's the alarming. The day you see a result beside her name and it says 22 anything in the 200, game over. And that's coming as well. She's got to learn how to start the a little bit better. Yeah. The day she yeah. becomes proficient at the two, game over. She's already showing she can run to the team. Right?
4: Yeah, let's not forget that.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and also, let, let's, can, we, can we give a shout out to Kenny Harrison for exercising some demons, getting her silver medal, right? But Jasmine <laughs> Camacho, oh my God. And the, and the beauty is, I talked to Jasmine last night. I was like, so can we stop cursing during the race? Because like, I hit thought I was about to break the world record. I was massive. But finish the race before you start cursing. Like, she literally, <laughs> if you watch the video, she's
0: cursing she's doing the wrong oh, mm-hmm. as she wrong over.
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: As she's crossing the finish line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, so about the Olympics in general, I, I'm sure that there's some highbrow TV money issue. that that drives this that I don't understand and I'm not paid to understand, but I'm sorry, I just don't really care. There are too many events at the Olympics that are going on in track and field and in the larger, I should not be watching finals run in the morning. I don't like it. It sucks. It's disrespectful to the athletes. The men's shot was in the morning it shouldn't be that way. Krauser was still amazing. Kovacs was still amazing. The competition was still good. It would have been better in prime time for them. I'm sure it's a TV issue. I don't care. Get creative and find a way to fix it because the finals should not be as you're getting out of bed. It just shouldn't be. The hurdle, All the hurdle finals were in the morning. The hurdle,
3: uh, the, the men's, 100, men's 110 hurdles, the shot put, and the men's triple jump were all going on at the same time.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that 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 doesn't make any sense to me and it's it's not it's Mm -hmm. not cool for the athletes at all now
3: they started that mess, it
0: started that nonsense in real i'm not sure why but that's where it started well and that's what i'm saying like that's new so it's one of those new Mm -hmm. things that somebody thought was a good idea it's not a good idea it sucks go back to what it was like prelims in the morning finals in the night figure it out like i don't care how you do it just figure it
4: out uh, there's a lot of things with this schedule that are that are new and unimproved and we don't and that's a whole nother show like uh, I'll just drop this one in there you should never be running prelims of a four by four before the open four is ended
0: uh, there's
4: that it, that just shouldn't happen. so but anyway especially,
3: um, especially when we get two days of rest between the semifinal and the final of the this one
4: I mean exactly right
0: now now we now listen B- um, big league what, what what we got next but but before we go, we, before we go, that since we're talking about the Olympics, listen, you know, you know, we will get scorned if we don't at least allow Sir Lucius to address the one ten hurdle results. Because we address them when when they go the right way and the way we all love to see it. If we don't address it, we'll get we'll get scorned, We'll get cut to pieces.
3: Oh, no, no problem at all. So so Grant just didn't execute well. Um, it's a you know honestly it's an issue we've had in the past. And I'm going to tell you what I told him. Congratulations, you're a silver medalist and I'm going to have to learn how to coach you better. Um, big ups uh, to the, the Jamaicans. They showed up and got it done. And I also want to give a shout out to Devin Allen. Devin Allen came here and, and competed well. You know, he, did, he did He did the thing. You know, um, I think that the 110 hurdles is an event that I think that can be epic in the United States again, um, but it's going to take Grant and Devin and Daniel and uh, the young men from Alabama, people like that to show up and, and make it a grind that we don't just you know they don't they can't just show up and just give it to those guys. Um, but at the, the end of the day, uh, as you know, that was the first time this year, you know, the first time since we left Doha, uh, the, the, the Grant wasn't on his A game. it has got be by a better guy. So uh, yeah, you know, you get, I, I, I refuse to watch the replay until about two o'clock this morning. <laughs> and I watched it, I was like, oh my God, that was, like, see, I mean, he didn't have, like, the, the 1302 in the first round. Was I was like, and then the 1313 13 was up the earth. And just when you think it could get worse, the 1309 was the worst of the, of the ball, you know, and I'm just like, again, we, we got to figure out what goes on in his brain that causes that, you know, because if we're, if we're going to be the best to ever do this, that's something we have to exercise
0: Can I ask you one more question about the event in general? Because it's honestly one of the weirdest. uh, Like if you take a step back and and you're a fan of it, that whole event was weird from start to finish. Obviously, the, the defending Olympic champion from Jamaica, Omar McLeod, failed to make his own team. So he was missing. Then if you go into the event, you're saying, okay, Grant is the heavy favorite to win the medal. And behind him, the Russian Shubankov and or Ortega are probably the medal favorites. And they never met the starter. Like, they never ran in the first round. Do you know why they didn't run? I have no idea. Uh, I say because I saw the Russian.
3: I saw the, uh, Shubankov. Like, he was here. But I never saw him move up. I saw him at the women's track. I never saw Ortega. I'm not saying say Ortega was not here, but I never saw him. So, but have no idea why that didn't happen, and actually, that's it's to shine off the event as well. See, see, here, here's my thing, and, and, and this is because I'm in the lab hard with this one. Thirteenth lasts not fast, no. But because everybody thinks it is, that's what they strive to do. So when people will show up, and then, um, this is a challenge to so Grant, to Daniel, to Devin, to all the collegiate earners out there. You know, stop getting pumped up when you're 13. So I'm getting pumped that we'll run 132. You know, we have to take this event where it belongs. Wilbur Ross said it years ago 1260 something should be the world record. So let's take it there. But nobody's trying to do that. You know, to, you know, to speak to that, you know, Ralph man told Grant can run 1265. Tell me that after the trial. And that's all the way to the 400 it, hurdlers. And, and if you take the 1281, you, the you should have run
0: 1275 at that, was, right? So that tells you to run 1260. And that's, and that's like, that's, that's the nuance of all of this that, that's most interesting to me as a former hurdler, right? It's like, <laughs> if you watch, I, I want to be very, very clear. Hansel Parch did his job. His PR is 12-9, and that was years ago. Years, 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 years ago. He showed up at the Jamaican trials, did his job. Omar didn't do his job. He showed up at the Olympics, did his job, ran the best race he's run in years and got himself an Olympic gold medal. He will forever be the Olympic gold medalist, but don't get it twisted. It had to be a 13-0 race for him to be the Olympic gold medalist. Again, mm-hmm. the Olympic champion wasn't there. The t- Two of the top three favorites weren't there and Grant executed you know, one of his worst races in, in a really, really long time. So it's like 130 is not fast, and you're absolutely right. If the men and women in the four hundred hurdles are raising this bar in the and spring and, hurdle, the floor. and the floor, we, we got to find a way to do that in the, in the 110s, especially on the American side of the 110s, because Grant might, might be, you know, dominant and breaking records and pushing that that boundary. But we last I checked, we used to be in a system here where America dominated the men's short hurdles, just like the women have done in recent times. Now, Camacho Quinton came in here and <laughs> and announced herself and said, "You know what? I'm putting a stop to all of that for the foreseeable future." And that's cool. But the collective, so we, have and, we have to respond. Yeah, we got to do something.
2: Yeah. So. Man, the audience asked for a really good show. Pretty sure they just got that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, um, great insight, great just facts. And yeah, I hope everyone just picks their jaw up off the ground, you know, go ahead and wipe that slide off. We're good, let's move forward. <laughs> um, so, as if you didn't have enough pressure and things going on Sir Lucius, you are also on rapid fire.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that's just cruel. I know, right?
2: I was I was going through my records and I'm like, oh man.
0: Let me say,
3: let me say this for the record. I, I, there's no pressure. There's no like I've said this before, nobody can put more pressure on that put on myself. I don't put pressure on myself. I just get I just you just get it done. And again to address the idiocy that's been going on that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Have a have a great day, folks, because I'm gonna have one. So love it.
2: Love that response, right? All right, are we ready, sir?
3: I'm absolutely ready.
2: All right. What has been your favorite meal since you've been in Japan?
3: So there's this little spot, like this kind of diagonal from my uh, the, like, room in the dorm and like it's called the casual dining spot. So that's where I have lunch every day when I'm here. And the, the beef, and I'm not sure exactly what it's called, I was I was in line with the Japanese team one day. So they were suggesting these for me to try. Right. So the beef, the rice is off the chain Personally, I'm, I'm not trying to be culturally funny here, but the rice is off the chain, by the way. The beef was really good. The pork the pork was a seasoned a little funny for me. But they have this grilled spinach that's mm. to die to die for Like I get that every day. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. the only issue I have with the guy new spot is like do not have any ranch dressing? It's just, it's, I don't know I'm gonna fight do.
2: you! I'm gonna <laughs> fight you! Oh my god!
0: <laughs> they will deploy well, like, immediately like. if you go put some ranch dressing on <laughs> any of their stuff. I know, right?
3: And you can't because there's none of the building. I'm like, come on, man! These are ranch dressing.
2: Oh my gosh! Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> um,
3: but I know it's dangerous. Okay.
2: Done. Uh, What event would you want to coach that you haven't yet? Oh, my
3: gosh. What event would I want to coach that I haven't coached?
2: If that's too hard. We know
3: you're the coach. You know, I want to to delve into my whole book.
2: I knew it. I knew it.
3: (laughs) And only because only because Lamar has sat with me and because he's tried to teach me how to see it. And, then, and so because I haven't had more sessions to be able to sit with Lamar, now I'm so now i intrigued. It's his fault. So he can shake
0: his head all at once.
3: Because, <laughs> I, because I said just, to him, I thought, thought
0: you were gonna say one. the steeple chase. Yeah, whatever. I, I thought <laughs> was, I thought he was gonna say the, the Olympic four by one. Oh Shots fired. Oh, I've done that.
3: As an yeah he did mind. do that
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, so. oh my gosh you wow that
3: one out the box,
2: so. <laughs> um do you run your own twitter account
3: oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I'm actually saying about to turn it over to somebody, but, yeah.
2: that's hilarious <laughs> he made it <laughs> yeah. um who or what has been your most i guess impressive team that you've run into who, who has been the most impressive or what team has been the most impressive that you run into?
3: Um, in terms of what? That's kind of a broad-based question.
2: Just for you, like, oh, the wow factor for you.
3: Nobody's wowed me over here. I mean, I mean I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, the thing that's wowed me more than anything else is our medical team. You know, the, the, the hours they put in, the diligence they put in, that's so much a wow. Um, I've also been you know, wowed by uh, just the energy of Aretha uh, Thurman and her staff here. You know, Tim Weaver and Marsha and the whole crew have just been like, you know, you just keep waiting for, you know, we've been here for a while I keep waiting for the letdown. Um, but you know, I've been wild by them. But I, there's, been, there's been no team here that's wowed me. Um, I have been very impressed with the Italians. They're up to something, right? <laughs> you know, they're up to something. Seriously. Nobody's wowed me, but they I have been impressed by the Italians, so I'm going to say that.
2: Got it. Um, have you had a green tea Kit Kat yet?
3: Nope,
2: <laughs> it's a thing, it's a thing. Hey, oh, so no it's it's Kit Kits.
3: Kits. And I've had one, so, you know, so I've had one before because when I was working with a team, they used to bring that to me. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm good, I'm
2: good. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Um,
3: I, I, we- I, I can promise you, there's probably some hidden in our pantry someplace at the house. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um do you own a winter coat? Several. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm from
3: Ohio. I, mean, I have to go I know. Over, right? True. Then, so I've got a I've got and see Lamar will understand this one. I've got a pea coat that I've had for like 25, 30 years.
2: <laughs> that you've worn five times.
3: Actually <laughs> you know, about seven, but <laughs> But it's in immaculate condition. No, y'all pull it out every now and then. I still get in it. You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, last but not least, on a scale of one to 10, how ready are you to sleep in your own bed? <laughs> <laughs> I figured as much.
3: I mean, like, like this bed is, it's just not cute at all. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's not very wide. The sturdiness <clears> is not the It's not very wide. It's not, it's
2: not comfortable. That's funny. Um, Gentlemen, you have your two questions, and then I have the results that you requested earlier. So please fire away.
4: I'll go first. Um, (sighs) Of Of all the things um, that you've ever seen in track and field, is there anything that you've ever seen in track and field that was better to your eyes than the men's 4 hurdles race?
3: Um, the, the immediate answer is gonna be no um, because of the depth of the race. But probably the only other the only result that i ever looked at that was like are you kidding me was 140 of the 800 right that was the that was the only one that just of just the depth of, the depth of that race wasn't what the depth of this race was but um no uh, i i i' never and again it, it was again like being in the warm period and watching these guys go up for this like, there wasn't a guy that went to the line at the 15th, that was the crazy part i mean she, you he know, to Linux, but he and he and. And, and they were going to you win. Know, obviously, uh, Samba and Dos was like you don't, who, you don't think you're going to run 46-7, lose, right? Let like, alone get third and
0: <laughs> get beat by almost a full second, right? So,
3: yeah, it just <laughs> was crazy.
0: Yeah. So, so my my question is similar, because as a as a coach at the games, you spend most of your time on the warm up track. And you may have hinted at it earlier. I actually don't know. What is the best thing you've seen on the warm-up track?
3: I you know, and I don't know who it was. Well, there's the two. There's two things. One was the precision and the diligence of the warm-up of the Chinese and the Japanese and the football ones. Like there's nothing like it. Like and, and they are. It's clear that whoever the guy is that's doing it with them is like, if you mess this up, I might chop your head off. Right? Like, it's <laughs> this, this is the most serious thing ever Right? And the other thing was, I watched a guy doing a triple jump drill. He was doing something where he's bounding into the pit. Now, I've seen guys do it like when they put the hurdle right at the edge of the pit and they bound, you know, go over the hurdle. Like, a the jump, they do the jump phase over the hurdle. This dude was doing that bound into the pit over a hurdle, not the jump phase of bound. Oh. And I looked around, and I'm like, "Don't no go back to don't no go back to America. Try that." <laughs> so that was ultra impressive. That that in watching, uh, I did catch a glimpse of Ryan Clouds doing a standing throw that I swear with about 68 feet. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm like it, it, the dude is just amazing. Like, I don't know if you guys saw his his his, uh, his qualifying throw where he just kind of walked up there and just yeah. Okay. I'm out, I'm out that. So there. Was no, there was nothing technical about it. I, like, I, I don't have time to see what we're the there. So, y'all yeah, take this and I'll see y'all in a couple of days. So, yeah, those, those are the most impressive things, actually. That's crazy.
2: Wow. Um, Per the request, uh, the US ran 37.1, Great Britain ran 37.36, 3, and then Japan That's
3: ran 37.43. That's not close. That's not close.
0: <laughs> That's not close. Sir, That's not close. All, listen, That's not close. I, I got That's you. Not close. Listen, all I'm going to do, and and you'll appreciate this, I'm going to, because I already have it, I'm going to forward you the four by one predictor from your calculator that shows Oh, wait hold a second. Okay, okay. I'm not saying that they didn't perform to their match but we
3: did not. I'm just saying you said we <laughs> did, Okay. As you like to say, rewind the tape, and then I'm going to ask my girl, too, to stick a pin in it when she gets there. You said we nipped them at the line. That's no, I didn't. No, 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 no.
0: No, no, no. I said it's not like we nipped okay. them at the line, but it was way closer was- than it needed to be. That's what I said. We're, we're Run running we're tape. Running the tape. Because it? it wasn't close. I know
3: that. Oh my God. <laughs> it wasn't close. I, I cannot. But see, and, and don't don't for me to predict. It. I mean, I, I am the guy that, that, that yeah you know, invented the predictors. I don't need it. But like I, and, I, and you know, we have these. So look, you behave yourself because we have this discussion every freaking Olympics and World Championships about how fast we should run. So you know that's a scab that just drives me crazy, right? It does. Absolutely. Because you know, let, let, let me just say it for the world here. If we do it right we break the world record okay for the for the record folks if mike holloway is doing the remake, which i am not i'm going kenny bentonary to fred Curley to ronnie baker to Noah allows we run 36 low and i'll see y'all i'm gonna be sipping on something i don't know what it is but. So, <laughs>
0: that's the that's the arena that's mike dropped game over I would like I would like to respectfully ask that I go last in heartbeat props if that's cool. Yeah. Um, you
2: have
3: to respectfully
2: ask. You said to ask. I want to give a shout out or my heartbeat props, I should say, um, to those who have already decided that this was going to be their last competition. So to the likings of Brittany Reese, um, and I apologize for everyone who else has announced that, but right now that's who sticks in my mind because that one's a pretty big one for me. Like she's done things upon things upon things. Um, I saw in an off year where um, I went to recruit the California state juco meet and she was coaching, um, you know, following her on social media and hearing her talk about her son and whatnot, you know, she's done things and not that she's the only one, I'm just picking her out specifically. Um, that has just done a lot of things and a lot of things well, you know, so Shout out to everyone who's declared that they're done after these games, but specifically Brittany Reese, because she did it. She executed, she just got beat. I mean, the rounds of jumps that we saw this year, male and female, six round jumps wins. Like, wow, that's crazy. So um, thank you so much for everything that you've done for female athletes, as well as field event athletes, since we are the lesser more often than not. Good stuff, good times, and I hope you have fun for whatever else you do next.
3: I, I do have a question, Lamar. Did you recruit Billy Reese at high <laughs> school? I, I did.
4: <laughs> I, I did.
3: I have never let that go. You know that.
4: <laughs> that is. That's more than fine. I'm. No, I'm going to jump know, in see,
3: here. See, see. I want to thank Claude for allowing me to be petty. He's taught me how to be petty at a higher level. I appreciate that, Claude. <laughs>
4: Hey, you know what? It's okay. I, I, am good with it. Um, my heartbeat props go out to two people who, who had debilitating uh, at some level deemed career ending injuries. Um, Nephi TM who came back from a career ending back injury to win a gold medal as a repeat champion and to Will Clay. A year ago, Will Clay couldn't go to the Olympics because he tore his Achilles. And I watched that man create passion and fire in a stadium with nobody in it. He was yelling at people that weren't there and getting, and getting feedback and fire from people who were not there because in his head, this was the third and, and maybe final battle between him and Christian that was supposed to happen. It didn't, but he was gonna get it that way. And, you know, life is cruel sometimes and and he did get fourth, but I just wanna to say to that young man, listen, what he had to do to come back from an Achilles tear to be able to jump 17 mid in an empty stadium, that's harder. Than what most people ever do in their lives, and and, and my heartbeat props go out to two people because, listen, nobody ever talks about injury. Oh, so they can change the course of everything, and to come back and be undaunted and continue your Olympic uh, journey with those kind of hiccups, those those deserve a wow and a clap, and. Uh, that's where I'm at tonight.
3: Okay. So, you no, know, I, I have had the pleasure of having some interesting conversations with people over the last month and uh, leading up to this, being here in the middle of this. <clears throat> and, you know, one of the people that I've had a lot of talks with is uh, Orin Richburg. And so I'm going to give my props to Orin Richburg, who Orin is... He's a different guy, but his intelligence is hidden behind his humor. Um, and I think that the, the thing I appreciate about Ori is his honesty. It comes off a little brutal to some folks sometimes, but uh, it, it's 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 needed in this sport. Um Orange likes to use the term: um, you, you have to be on the ground. You know, we've heard uh, George Williams the famous quote by George, you can't know the play if you're not in the huddle. And Warren likes to keep people in the huddle. And I also want to give props to the folks that are here, you know, that are not on the internet sitting, by, sitting in their cushy chairs, and, you know, saying the disrespectful things they are to people, to the Daryl Andersons, and the Lane Frenchies, and uh, Lawrence Johnson. Hey, Bobby Kersey, who people don't know, Bobby was really sick for a while. And Bobby had to go through some things just to get here. And Bobby is coaching his tail off. You know, John Smith is, you know, he's got to be 70 something years old, right? Who's still masterfully getting it done. You know, my props to those of people that are in the arena. You know, that, you know we're here, we're, we're getting bloody, we're getting blunted, and we're, we're, we're doing our thing. So my props to, to Oren and to all the people out are here that are on the ground getting it done. And for those of you who have so much to say, come join the party though. Then we might have a little more respect. Then you understand that uh, this is not nearly as easy as you perceive it to be.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> so I'm gonna I'm do my best to try to get through this. Um, every Olympics you have like people who kind of rise to stardom in the moment. And how long their star stays relevant is obviously up to, you know, the, the general populace, right? One of the absolute stars of the Olympics has been Miss Raven Saunders. Absolutely. And there's a lot about Raven's story that everybody should take the time to know. And unfortunately, as as um, Huff just said, the the the, the world is, is kind of cruel sometimes. Like I said, I, I had, I got lucky and, and was able to, to tag along and, and be in Orlando for a couple of days. Um, and, I, and I met some phenomenal people, parents of athletes, you know, friends and family. It was, it was a great idea that NBC and, and the USOC came up with because of no fans being allowed in, in Tokyo. And one of the, some of the people I got to meet Um, were um, Miss Clarissa, who is Raven's mother, and her younger sister, Tanzania. I watched this family be incredibly overjoyed with emotion watching Raven go out there and perform the way she did. Then the next night, they're all in the building. You know, it's food, it's drinks. Everybody's having a great time. I watched these people stand on a stage and do the Cupid Shuffle with all the other parents that were in the building that night. It was a great energy, it was fun, it was joyous. And then the following morning, she's walking down with a Thing Mo's mother to watch a Thing Mo run live for her 800 meter gold medal. And she had a seizure in the hallway and she died later that day in Orlando, the world is just cruel sometimes. And I can't even imagine what Raven's going through, having to deal with all of this. And I don't even know these people, I just met them. But in the really short time that I met them, their energy was infectious. They are absolutely great people. And I get what's behind Raven and all the things that she wants to do in the sport. I feel incredibly bad for that family, but I just want to send heartbeat props out to Raven and let her know that her family, her mother, got to witness her performance before she went. And that woman was in a total state of joy in her final hours of life. And the the world is just cruel. So Raven Saunders, deserves to be a star in this sport. She is everything that is good about this sport. And I hope that her story and her platform and her reach just continues to spread because she not only is she a phenomenal athlete, but she's a great person and she does it with a level of joy and emotion that everybody should learn from. So Raven, love you girl. You're a star and uh, rest in peace and respect our family.
4: Amen. Amen. to that, sir.
0: God, brother.
2: Mm. Well, with that said, uh, we'll round out the show here. Uh, we will be rounding out the Olympics, and so we'll do a post-Olympics show. And I don't know how we debrief more than we've done today, but I'm sure there'll be more. I don't know how. Do I get my, my crown then? Is that when I get my yeah, crown? Yeah, you can get your crown then. You can get your crown. You'll get something. You'll get something, <laughs> um, but thank you again, and I say this from the sincerity of my heart for those who haven't been in the arenas that you have. You all have been um, at the levels that you have been because you shine shine light on things that commoners don't know, you know. And so, um, thank you for your insights and your foresights. And from the bottom, I'm not saying that I am the bottom, but from the bottom f- up, we're gonna bring everything up. <clears throat> That's my testament to those who are similar to me, who are trying to get there. We're gonna bring the floor up, we have to. So without further ado, Sir Lucius, be safe for the remaining days. Uh, We'll be happy to see you uh, back at home sooner than later. I'm sure you may have more happier than us. Um, And other than that, everyone be safe, have a great weekend, enjoy the rest of the Olympics. Thanks everyone.
1: When the lights come on, the road just skip to running. When the mics come on, opponents mess the plumbing. Heard you like get warm, hot, knife the butter. Truth, pin them hard, knock them off that rebuttal. Tsunami, tie the wave to your puddle. Tough love punch you in the arms, little brothers. Athletics double, I'll see it, there's no others. Tracker feels pacing, we're peeling to go further. Coyote, it's road runners, feels like you know us, you've been with us the whole summer. If not for this quarantine, these four corners wouldn't be here, but we here, so start learning. You gotta earn your stripes, gotta get your scars Show you how to fight but show us who you are You lack experience but still you wanna talk And who is actually talking to yourself is kinda small Heads prevail when the backbone's strong. Gotta keep it coming or it won't last long Pass the field and sell the sad song And if you don't check yourself then that's wrong Just trying to give you the real that you asked for So why you keep cutting us off to ask more We put it in slow mode but you fast forward Atlas it's the task force.